Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triforce podcast coming at you with Pierre Flax's holiday hotel room I guess. Where are you Pierre Flax? Well yeah we're on the road again everybody. Well one of us is anyway. On the road. One, one of us is on the road. You're, yeah. pipe, you're piped in. You're, you're, in, you're not in the road. You're in, you're in a bedroom. Where, whereabouts Whereabouts are you? Are you on holiday? I am in Mersey Island. Oh, you're the, the Essex coastline. Oh, God, you're so so close. You missed me just by like a couple of letters. You could have come to Jersey Island instead of Mersey Island for your vacation. <laughs> that would have been fun. It would have been way better. It would have been way better, yeah. I, I, I don't know why we chose Mersey Island, but it's actually really nice. And uh, I, we've never been here before. We've done, we've done a lot of holidays in Kent because we can just drive there. Yeah. You know, it's easier with the kids and all that. Sure. And, um, and we take my mum away because she's, she's on her own. So she, she didn't get away much. So I can pick her up in Bournemouth. You've taken her away? Take, to where? Well, on holiday with us. Oh, I see. They haven't taken her away, <laughs> away sadly. sadly. But uh, she's also, she's got this dog now. This dog has given me more stress than any animal has any right to. Over the last uh, couple of weeks, this fucking dog is the worst dog I've ever met. I swear to Have God. You, did you recommend to me Friday Night Dinner? Yes. Because I, I watched all of that on Netflix the other what day. Do you think? And it's great. Horrible grandma and her dog. Mm-hmm. Man, so is that, so I, I'm getting the vibe of that from your, well, your mom. Well, she, and, she, um, she wanted a dog for, to keep her company, which is fine. So she got this animal. It's a rescue dog, but it's not rescue as in. It was being beaten by evil people. It's just that it didn't have a home, right? It was a rescuer, and now it can't stop rescuing people, even when they don't need right. to be rescued. It can't help itself. It's, like it's thrown itself into the sea to rescue swimmers. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, so this this dog, uh, his name is Chewbacca, right? So we have to call him mm-hmm, Chewy, right? Because it's you know that's what the the previous owners named him. So he's called Chewy, which is kind of ridiculous. Yes. Uh, and he's like a tiny ball of fluff because he's half Pomeranian. And he's half Jack Russell, and he's right. he's all nightmare. It would be the tagline on a movie. So he's very stupid. Yeah, he is very stupid. Um, he's completely disobedient. He has bitten me multiple times. He lunges at you, barking and snout growling, and it's not even predictable. So you'll be walking along, and he'll look at you, no problem. And another time, you'll walk in the exact same way, and this time he'll go and run at your feet. Um, he lunges at the children but then at other times he like loves them and follows them around the house like a pet so he's he's extremely unpredictable and that's what i don't like like normally i i know Mm. so and so dog doesn't like it when you touch them okay then we don't touch the dog and we're fine or you know and you just think that's not to me that's not a pet like if you have to say oh don't touch the pet i'm like what what is this thing you're you're just sharing the house with an asshole at this point but anyway it's like an it technician's worst problem it's (laughs) it's a thing that you say yeah this thing is happening and then when you show it to them they're like oh it's not happening anymore it's like it's like an intermittent yes you just summed up my entire relationship with cats 
Like that, that, that's how I feel about cats. I kept. They, I didn't know what you were going to say. That I thought you said with my wife. With my, yeah, that sounds like me and my wife. No, it's cats. I find are the same. They're super unpredictable. You you never know what they're thinking or what they're going to do. And then yeah. you know, randomly they just turn up with like a fresh kill. They just start like I chewing see. on like in the middle of the living room and stuff and i don't know how anyone has time for cats honestly I yeah i think it's because they they play hard to get right you oh, know? so so you're yeah. constantly trying to uh, trying to get their attention because once once, they, once you get it it's quite rewarding yeah they also they're, they're so low effort pets like you don't really need to do anything yeah so it's it suits people who don't really want responsibilities or have enough responsibilities and just want a nice looking thing as an ornament around the house. I mean, I, I don't understand people's tweeting about their cats and posting Facebook pictures of their cats and all that. Yeah. Come on, man. And uh, the cat. worst is people who already have kids and then they have pets at the same time. And you just think, wow, why give yourself more work on top of already a lot of work? Well, yeah, but cats are zero work. Like you just put food out for them now and again, and that's pretty much it. And that's all yeah. it takes. Yeah. It's very, very low effort. But um, but this dog is awful. We we brought it on holiday with us. It's here now. Uh oh. So my my mum has is popped it, out. Is it looking at is it looking at you right <laughs> it's now? Looking at me. It's forcing you to say. What things. do I do, Ray? Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> it's just terrifying. He's gonna lunge. He's got a gun to your head. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's so tiny there, and it's so is it a Jackaranian? Is that what it's called? God knows. It's a fucking idiot. Is what it is. Or a Palmer Palmer <laughs> Russell. It's a new breed. New breed. It's fucking idiot. Iranian. We got a brand new breed in stock today, boys and girls. This, this one's called a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> won't won't shit on your carpet that just, much. Oh, it is at least toilet trained. Oh, that's but good. We brought it. My mum. I went to Birmingham for the the Dota Major, right? Um, oh which, yeah, how which was, was that? It was good. Um, it was very good. Um, there were some issues, but they were not related to the fact that this was in Birmingham. No. What the the issues were? The tournament structure was was poorly designed at the last minute to squeeze. A bunch of games and teams into a very short tournament it was very strange all the best a lot of the best teams got knocked out very early on so teams that people really wanted to see were out before the main stage even happened wow wow so that was kind of fucked up and then it was only there were only two best of threes a day on the main stage which was also very strange because normally you'd have like a much longer day with more games so we didn't start till like 2 p.m was when this yeah so we got up at like got up whenever call time was like nearly midday we'd roll in you have lunch and then you're basically waiting around till 2 p.m it was crazy nice. and we'd, we'd be done by six or seven so i mean from a purely lazy bastard point of view best event ever right and there's hardly any work but uh it was it was weird so the, the arena birmingham where they had it was actually a decent venue but it was incredibly hot and the screens that they had were incredibly small so if you're sat in the arena, it's a huge arena. The screens were so small that you would actually barely be able to see what was going on. Right. But somehow the UK crowd was incredibly hype, very funny. Like their banners were very funny. They got like football style chants going. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really funny. And they all loved to drink. And when you were wandering around the arena, everyone was really, really polite and nice and cool. So it was, it was, uh, it was very, very good. And I'm very happy. And Birmingham was a great place to go out in. If you don't mind it a bit rough and ready, yeah. um, it's, it's great crack. So we went out, like after the event, the, they boot you out of the arena and you're straight in the middle of town and you're just going out for dinner with your mates and a drink and stuff. So that was fun. Nice. Yeah. So how did this relate to your dog? Good question. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I remember. So while I was away, my mum was up looking after the kids. So basically the dog's been up living with us for a week. 
And the moment it got in the house, like I, I, I went and got her and drove her up and I was like, all right, we're gonna let the dog in. I don't know what the cat's response to the dog is gonna be, but it's probably gonna be negative. So the dog comes in, he's looking around, he sees the cat, he pauses for like a fraction of a second and then just makes a beeline straight out of barking and growling. And she like defends herself as best she can. She's like smacking him with a paw. He doesn't care. Like he he doesn't, he's not like most dogs oh when God. they when they get swiped from the cat, they're like, oh, and they sort of freak out and they're terrified of the cat. Yeah. Not so with this dog. This dog was just like following her, chasing her, snapping at the heels. Like he was not going to quit. So she was like, fuck this. And she left. And then she crept back in and he saw her again, freezes for like a picosecond and then bolt like a bullet. He's at her. And she's like God. swiping and swiping and swiping and doing her best. And she's like an old cat, but she was putting up a hell of a fight. But I thought he's going to kill her. So she was like, fuck this. And she left again. We, and we've hardly seen her. She basically moved out. And in the evening, she creeps back in. And if he's not downstairs, she'll sleep downstairs. But I'm thinking, this is her house. And this motherfucking mutt has turned up and is ruining it. And no, it doesn't matter if we're screaming at him, shout at him, throwing stuff at him, spraying water on him. He doesn't give a shit. So you're trying to keep this dog off the cat, right? Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to get him used to the fact that there is a cat here and she lives here and he she, he should not fucking chase her. Right. Right? Like, eventually he'll get there. Like, he has a cat in his house. So my mum's had this dog for a few months now and he still goes for this cat. Like, even now, this is weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. No matter how much you scream at him, he he, he just, it doesn't matter. He still goes for it. So he's, he's, he's like zero respect for the human voice. So I've been shouting at this fucking dog trying to get him to actually listen. And he's maybe getting there now. Or if you shout at him loud enough, he's like, oh, you're angry about that? Oh, okay. I'll maybe consider that. You know, it's like there's no obedience at all because he's had four owners in like two years. So he's got no respect for authority, if you like. Um, and I think he thinks he's in charge. Uh, so it's going to take months to break this animal, but but he will be broken. They can all be broken. <laughs> he will break. He, he will, will be bend broken. the knee. <laughs> he will bend the knee, Jon Snow. Nice. So what, I love the how you're just watching this this sort of weird relationship happen. So what does the cat do? Does it just go out into the neighborhood and like go down yeah, the pub? She like... lives in the back. I mean, she's not a wandering cat. She's not. So we've got a shed, our neighbor's shed out the back, and she basically lives on top of there and, you know, creeps in occasionally. I mean, I'm sure she's found some other house where they'll feed her, but she's a very sweet cat, and she really is. And I don't even like cats, but I don't like her, but she's a nice enough cat, you know. And I, I guess she's, she's getting <laughs> I don't by. like her, but I respect her as a I cat. Do, exactly, I do respect her. I, do I don't like her. cats, but... She's as cats go. She's okay. She's respect. <laughs> she's res- respect worthy. Yeah. Um, she doesn't scratch the kids' eyes. No. Out. Well, the dog. Like we had one of my one of my daughters had a sleepover, and her friend came over. Her best friend, very sweet girl, nervous around dogs. Moment she comes in, what do you think the dog does? He's like, you guys have played Darkest Dungeon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know the way some of the guys have a move where it's an attack move where they move forward too and sort of stun someone, right? Yeah. Or, or put put a bleed effect on them. That's what this <laughs> dog is like. Like the moment I saw this move. It's so consistent. It's like a move forward two. He like bounces forward two paces and bites like like that. It's like, and I thought this is like a darkest dungeon move because it's so consistent. Right. And he just he just spams it. He's just spamming that on on the, my daughter's friend. I was like, no cooldown whatsoever. Yeah. Just, just no cooldown. Wailing so away. She's she's <laughs> screaming her head off and she's terrified. Wow. Like she's terrified. And we're all screaming at this dog to stop and he's just chasing after. And I'm like, this animal is out of control. Like I lost my shit with that dog. And I, you go put him in his cage. He's got this stupid, gormless, cute little face. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, how can you not understand that I'm furious with you? So I spent the last couple of days 
anytime he does anything, like any minor infraction, I'm like the wrath of God on this dog. I'm like shouting in his face. I'm like commanding him to get back in his basket and everything. And now he kind of grudgingly respects me. And I think he understands that I will kick this thing into the middle of next week if it bites one of my kids. I've made that very clear to him. But uh, I've, I've yet to actually strike the dog, which I think I think that's a, the worst thing you can do. But I, I think shouting at him is definitely uh, a worthy worthy cause. Yeah. Oh god. Ver, ver, a verbal laceration. That, that's all you need. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I, like I, I've seen a good a proper dog trainer trained my the previous dogs we've had never never hit a dog. There's absolutely no excuse for it. You can always get by with with your voice and your posture and shouting. They respect shouting. I'm sorry, but they do. They're stupid animals. Yeah, you got to use your deep voice. Like kids, kids, yeah. kids respond to the deep voice as well, right? They do. They they can just sense that like, uh oh, I've crossed the line here. Yeah. I'm gonna have to sort myself out and have to dust myself off, pick myself up. Put my helmet back on and get back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Tighten god! The bolts as well while I'm at it too. <laughs> From my point of view, like at being allergic to pets, I've never really experienced pets, right? I've never because my mum was always allergic and like asthmatic and stuff. Well, I was too when I was a kid. So it was our our household was like you know we had we looked after guinea pigs for a bit and some Ooh. hamsters and some stick insects escaped in the house and we had some fish. You know, and we, 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 you know, but we never had like cats and dogs kind of sharing. In the house, nice. You, you know, you know how it is, guys. Yeah. The, the normal stuff. We were finding sticking sex on the yeah, ceiling. You know, the usual. The normal stuff. Yeah. Guinea pigs are good. Gu- guinea pigs are nice pets. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They don't do much. They just, they just chill. They, they're scared of everything. They're not like too demanding or anything. They like to eat like all of your extra, all of the healthy stuff that. Yeah, when you when you're making a a a lot of veg and you have like scraps and stuff left over, they love eating it. So it's like works out. They're like little like um, recycle little recyclers. Yeah, little garbage compactors. I think that's what they used to call them yeah. back in uh, South America or wherever yeah, they yeah. came from. El Garbagio Compactorino. That's uh, yeah Spanish for guinea pig. Yeah, m- mini mini compactorino. <laughs> uh, so did you did you guys like how do you guys feel about the other pets, right? Like birds cuz it's like a bird. I don't like certainly birds. a bigger bird, so like a permanent toddler that lives for like 40 or 50. Well, like years. A, like parrots and stuff I find like a, creepy. Yeah, like a I find it, I find them really creepy actually. They they creep me right out. They're a bit creepy, I know, but I think that also they they look so derpy as well. Spiders? Like they do. Yes. You think No, parrots. Oh. Parrots, yeah. Parrots. Yeah. Mrs. F said the other day, "Do you want to get a parrot?" Like she was like, "Wouldn't you like one of those big gray birds, the ones that are really smart?" Oh, I man. don't know which ones they she means. The cockatiel, maybe. Holy crap! The thing about those is that birds like they live for a very long yeah. time, and they can be incredibly annoying. They get yeah. super excited too. Like they, when when you want them to say something, you're like, "Hello," and they just look at you. Yeah. And then when you're trying to sleep at night, all you hear downstairs is "Hello, hello, hello." <laughs> Bang, 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 bang. Hello. <laughs> Fuck birds. Welcome to the Triforce podcast. Welcome to the Triforce We could podcast. teach once just take your place, P-Flex. That would be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Then when you go away on holiday all the time. Yeah. My mom's over. My mom's over. <laughs> I just say the same shit over and over again anyway. Yeah. Have you noticed that in the comments, people often say that? I'm sure they already talked about this on a previous Triforce podcast. Like they do that. Oh, we do that all the time. It's impossible. I think it's because we just have the same conversation over and over again, and none of us realize it's guys, too old. Guys, 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 wait! I have something that we've never talked about before on the Triforce podcast. Okay, go for it. Your thoughts and feelings on 
the new Fallout game that's been announced, Fallout 76. Did you guys see the, the live stream and stuff? Yes. Wow, it was pretty exciting. So for those who don't know, Bethesda put up a little stand standby, you know, that Fallout thing, uh-huh. be standby on their Twitch channel. It was an IRL one, though. It wasn't the same as the Fallout 4 one. Right. The Fallout 4 one was not not on a TV screen in a room somewhere. It was just like, yeah. you know, on, on your video feed. After 16 hours, they played a trailer that was a bit cryptic. Um, and it was, it was, and, and I read on Kotaku this morning that apparently a source at Bethesda has said that it's going to be not a single-player RPG in the Fallout style, so it's no. not Fallout 5. No. It's going to be um, more like Rust or Daisy, kind of more of a so it's a, for open-world survival multiplayer-type game, but with quests and storyline yeah. and things to do and, and base building, um, which I can categorically say I am interested in, but also worried about apprehensive yeah Yeah. i'm kind of skeptical about that whole take on it as well i don't know like i guess some people have some info and have and have leaked some info possibly but i don't know i don't know if it's going to be what people think it'll have probably some some sort of base building elements and stuff but i think it's going to have some sort of like overview management stuff as well i get the feeling i think i think they said that what would we do if we wanted to make multiplayer fallout and they looked at the terrible failure of, um, well, not necessarily terrible failure, but Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online is a thing which I have a soft spot for because when we and Turks went to GDC, um, we were like, it was pouring with rain. We had, had a meeting with the guys and they had a nice Airbnp with really nice food, computers, and me and Terps just sat there, dried off, and had a beer. And it was we played Elder Scrolls Online, the new expansion, which is coming out next Tuesday, I think. Um, Terps and Simon are, have been doing these sponsored streams promoting it. And I think they, they're doing one next Tuesday. Actually, it'll be last Tuesday. Anyway, actually, and technically, it'll be out now when this podcast comes out. Wow. But I was thinking of having a look at it again. We because, jumped around you know, a lot there. Um, just mm. in case you're wondering what timeline we're on, think back to the future <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> it's two days ago. So, sorry, I didn't want to badmouth Elder Scrolls Online, but I don't think Elder Scrolls Online did as well as uh, they hoped or was very good in many ways. I don't think it was the product they expected. I don't think it was what anyone expected from a multiplayer, you know, Elder Scrolls game. Um, and certainly, you know, it's not what we wanted, I, I think, really. Yeah, Skyrim's been re-released everywhere, and, you know, you just played another 20 days of it, didn't you, Sip? So, I mean, it's a... It really holds up. <coughs> yeah. So, I mean, so that's that's why I'm apprehensive, I guess, about this. But I think Bethesda will probably share the same apprehension that they don't want to just end up with another crap. When these, when these companies take a game that's been done one way and then suddenly do it a different way, like taking Fallout 4 or, or taking Fallout that's always been a single-player game and then making a disc, it, it always makes me think of Game Dev Tycoon when you've, re, you've unlocked day-night cycles, open world, <laughs> yes. and MMO. Yeah. And you can now combine several genres, so they're they're doing that, and uh, it's like, yeah, I know what Star Games is going to give this a six out of ten. <laughs> it's it's a strange one because these are these like Elder Scrolls Fallout are very very much loved IPs, aren't they? And yeah. the people who do love them don't want them to change much. They just want them to get better, but they want the same experience. Yeah, you know, you'll see a lot of people that say. I hope the Fallout game is single player. I don't want to play with people. I'll level with you. I I haven't really. I didn't enjoy the Fallout games. I I find them depressing and very samey. Yes. I, I love them. I, love I know them. you do. 
they're right up your street. I love the setting. I love the the stories. I, yep. I you know, yep. there's a I, there's a lot about it that I really really like. I have met a few people like you, P Flex, who are exactly the same. That they really just can't. They they just find the setting and and the whole thing just too distressing or like depressing and they just can't get into it yeah and i yeah it's a very it's, it's certainly a thing that you'll find a few people so sorry yeah. to interrupt. Go on. if it if it if it was a single player and i'm sure there will be other you know fallout 5 i guess which will be the the next proper sequel uh will be i'm guessing a single player rpg that everybody will love or or hate or whatever but it's always tricky because at the same time I feel like these studios need to, and and Fallout's tried to do it before, like the previous owners of Fallout and stuff. They they did like Fallout Tactics. They tried to sort of like move out of a genre into like another genre with it, or at least sort of almost hedge their bets, sort of thing, in case you know that the single player RPG thing started to wind down a bit. Mm. Then maybe they would have yeah. you know their IP in into some other genre that that was more current and that that worked better or whatever and i i feel mm. like they're probably just trying to do something like that now because who knows you know what like we we don't know what's going to be what you know what the industry is going to be like in five years you know like we who would have known that battle royale game modes were going to be so popular now you know what i mean and like that's that's there's tons of them coming out mm. now so it's like i don't know i, I guess it makes sense but it's going to leave a lot of people salty about it too because like i said you will just have people who are like fallout is a single player rpg and nothing else i won't play anything else like unless it's that well i think that's because that's what they want and there's other single player rpgs where the games industry is so busy and full there's games coming out literally every fucking day me and tom do this stream on Saturdays where we look at games on steve spy and every time there's like five or six games every week which have come out and i'm interested in and it's like Wow, we we are saturated, and I think there's something for everyone who wants. Are you, you for know, real? You're looking at you're looking at games that are coming out, and you're like, yeah, there's loads of good stuff coming out. Really? I'm excited about two games that are coming out, and once they do come out, and I played them, then I'm just like stuck again. I don't know like what I'm going to look forward to. So hopefully, I look like, at the Steam the... store, and all it is is weeb shit and fucking anime yeah. RPGs. Anime, yeah. Setting a school anime, yeah. and stuff. I'm like, Jesus, stop recommending me this stuff. Like, I'm looking at my features and recommended, and there's not one thing that I want to play. I don't think Steam does good well for recommending you stuff, by the way, either. Yeah, it's based on the games that you play, right? So if you play a lot of Dota and Counter-Strike and stuff... If you play a just... lot of anime schoolgirl stuff, they're going to give you more anime schoolgirl I've stuff. I've never played one. I've never even installed <laughs> one. But you look at them. I don't. Uh, Pillars of Eternity, Dead Fire 2. Have you seen this? That's it's meant to be really, really good. Yeah, it's supposed to be really, really good. It's like piratey kind of. It's like I think it's what Assassin's Creed that pirate one, Black Flag, is to Pillars of Eternity. Uh, to Assassin's. It's, it's good. It's good. I played so, Slay the Spire, which is oh, that's excellent. Good. Yeah, and it's really, really good. enjoyed that. They've got a new hero out in that. Yeah. Oh, nice. I got to try that out. I, I really like Slay the Spire, but but I played that so much that I, I streamed it a lot, and then I was like, I want to play something kind of the same but different. And everyone was like, Why don't you play Darkest Dungeon again? I was like, Ooh. and I was like, okay, but I, I realized oh, they released great. all this DLC, so I've been playing that for the last couple of weeks. Oh my fucking god, how hard is that? It's game? hard. That is so, so fucking hard. Rough. Jesus. Yeah, it can get really rough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like. Yeah, but I got scary. some lads up to level five, and I was like, I've got a full party of level five. As I got a whole bunch of other level five guys ready to go. Got loads of good gear. We got all the sort of the you know some pretty good stuff. Go into this dungeon. First guy we bump into was the fanatic. 
right? And the Fnatic right. is probably the hardest boss I, I've, I've ever played against in this game. This guy can fuck right off. And he, he wiped out my entire party. We had to run away. We lost two guys. I was like, Christ alive. Like, this is rough, man. Yeah, it is a tough game. It made me salty a couple of times, too. Oh, yeah. Which is not something, not something I'm used to. I'm a um, very placid gamer. So, going very briefly back a step... Um, since we, we we met up last week, we were doing some stuff together. You mentioned Fallout Shelter that had some patches, right, as well. So like mobile wise, and you're still playing all these mobile games, aren't you, Sips? I like, play some um, of them, yeah. Yeah, Fallout Shelter, I've come back to a couple of times. Like I like the again, I like the idea of Fallout Shelter, but I'm it, it's, I mean, it's not being updated, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's one not, of those games that you can just like sort of tinker around with, like a couple of minutes every day, sort of thing, and it's it's fine. And the other thing I'd recommend to you both of you is BattleTech. Oh yeah, I heard that's really good because obviously that's what I would consider a, a really fun XCOMy type. And and there's a patch coming out soon which addresses a lot of the fans' things about like speed and responsiveness. So for example. One of the things that's, that's quite slow is all the animations. So when I play, I turn off all the animations and stuff right. and the sort of zooms and things. But but Battletech, I recommend you guys get into it because actually I think you'll find that you 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 might really enjoy it. Well, it listen, kind of thing. there's Two Point Hospital coming out, which is like theme hospital for 2018. Mm. Um, okay. And that looks pretty fun. And then Jurassic World Evolution looks great too. It, uh, you build a dinosaur park. You build your own Jurassic Park. And you have to build pins for your dinosaurs and look after them and and shit like that and it's by the it's by the guys who do planet coast they're they're exactly the kind of games that you love though oh i know these these are both like kind of like just 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 very kind of sandbox creative you kind of have this 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 steady growth of something and you build it quite uniquely from everyone else (laughs) when he says steady growth there's a groan of satisfaction oh i'll tell you what i'll tell you what else what else is steadily (laughs) growing at the yeah those so those are the two for me Uh, those are what i'm looking forward to but like i said once they're out hopefully there's like other stuff to look forward to because you kind of need like a constant it's like a cycle right you binge on something but then you're you want something on on the back burner that you can go to as well, sort of. Thing. I, I want um, that new the new game from the guys that made The Witcher. Yes, is it Code Code Red Studios is that what they're called? CD something like that. CD Project. The, the one set in the future. Yeah, CD CD. Sorry, CD Project Red. I, I want that game to be good. Like I'm really putting on because Witcher Three was a game that I absolutely fucking adored. Oh, yeah, one really of the best good. games. I, I rarely finish games. I loved that game, and I really hope that the new. Uh, cyberpunk one is is good that would be that would be super hype i'm sure it'll be pretty good yeah I, like again i think it's one of those things where technically it'll probably be really good but if you don't like the setting you might struggle a little bit sort of thing like yeah, cyberpunk maybe. cyberpunk is a setting for me that i can take or leave like i'm not super excited about it but mm. i'm sure it'll still be a good game worth playing there's there's definitely themes for me that will that will get me like I like like survival type things I like sort of post-apocalypse things you know like even whether that's on earth or like you know if you're in like a derelict space colony or space station mm. I like stuff that that puts you back you know it puts you it, it sets you so far back that you're just hanging by a thread 
and you have to build something up that works and you know that 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 can grow and and become better sort of thing i love that progression mm. in a game sort of thing so like mm. those themes are always super <gasps> steady mm. growth steady growth baby steady growth mm. those are the those are the kind of things that'll hook me into a game and it doesn't matter if it's like you know ascii based like dwarf fortress or it's got the best graphics ever whatever like it's all about the setting and the storytelling and stuff for me i love love all that oh yeah that's what i like about rimworld is you can play a fairly standard game of rimworld yeah but i i like steady steady growth but i also like random stuff that kind of doesn't it's not devastating but it changes the story yeah, like random explosive growth is always yeah but like a dude's leg like guy loses a leg you know what yeah. I mean? In Rimworld. And now there's you've got a mission to replace that leg. So uh, it was playing yesterday. I was playing it yesterday and I got the hat trick. We we had a, a guy, I had a prisoner who ha- was a 99% chance to resist conversion. Right. And uh, so I decided to start operating on him. So <laughs> I took his right kidney oh and God. it was a success. Got it. And um, I followed up with taking his left lung, which was oh a success. God. And then I thought, this guy's going to go critical if I take another kidney or another lung. So I took his heart and that, <laughs> that was him gone. And I got all of those things. Oh God, it's Whoa. so dark oh, when you talk really about good. what you've been doing in that game to other people. If someone just, you know, tunes in on like that kind of when you're halfway through a, you know, discussion with someone about RimWorld, it's like, so obviously it was quite cold, you know, yesterday. So I went out and I just foraged around outside and I found this dead, dead raider that, you know, had killed a, he died and you know his sort of his body was frozen so i dragged him back and we chopped him up and you know we ate, we we ate him yeah it was it was bad i harvested some organs and uh, had a meal yeah. yeah i love the randomness in that game well a guy joined the colony and we had a lot of human flesh because we were anytime we got raided we'd kill a guy or guys and uh we'd butcher their bodies for the human meat to to make it into kibble for for the animals. Oh my god! Yes. So there are in the in the freezer was just a bunch of human meat, and then some guy, a wanderer, joined our colony, but he was a cannibal. Oh no! So he just started going ham on all the meat in the in the in the freezer. It was pretty funny. Just eating raw human meat it was good. I, I had a colony. We had we had a few people join at once, and it, for some reason they were all pyrotechnic, and we only had one guy who was willing to put out fires. One. <laughs> this one guy's entire job was running around putting out the fires all these pyromaniacs were starting. It was it was the worst. It was fucking oh, horrible. Oh, God. Yeah. There's always shit like that yeah. that happens in that game. And it it sets you back, but it's, it's always, like, somewhat manageable. It's funny. Everyone has their stories yeah. of, like, of good bits that happen. And it comes from that Dwarf Fortress era of you building more into these characters than you necessarily are graphically shown right so like because the graphics are quite simple in rimworld and obviously dwarf fortress taking that to an extreme you know you're looking at a a, a little d or whatever walk around actually i think that might be a dragon or a drake anyway you're looking at your little fellas wandering around in dwarf Fortress. you know you you come up with all these you just build this world a little bit like um how minecraft feels like the graphics are so simple and the, the avatars are so simple that it lets you kind of envisage some grander thing in your in your mind of what you're seeing um, I think it's it's a good thing, and 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 it's it's, it's a it's, it's it's a little bit. But then again, everyone has their stories, like D and D style. You know, everyone has their stories of what happened in their D and D campaigns, and they remember them very fondly. And that again is a very a very audio experience doing D and D. You know, there's there's a few things that of you know you can have your your 
a little model of your character, but it doesn't really matter. Mm. You know, it's kind of, it, you know, most of it happens kind of in, in description. It's kind of a, like an audio experience. Uh. Um, it's funny. So so anyway, I just mentioned this. I re- really do recommend Steam Spy as a way to find games if you guys are interested. So me and Tom played this game called Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is in alpha. Yeah, I've got it. I haven't played it. Is it any good? No, that's that's full release now. That's been released. Is it full release? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, my bad. Um, but it's basically, it's very, it feels very RimWorldy. You know, looks looks pretty stupid, but... You know, I think that you know you could you could chuck an afternoon into it easy and have a good laugh, and it's you know not not overly expensive. You know, so so there's there's tons of games like I I that I think just just dig around out there and and, and get involved because you know you'll find stuff. I'm, I'm disappointed. Did you guys ever play a game called Jagged Alliance? No. Yes. Okay. It's, so it's a it's like an RTS, right? It, it, it's it? it's a turn based sort of vaguely isometric top-down kind of... This is Jagged Alliance 2, which was the one that was actually really, really good. Oh, um, okay. It, it's set on an island. You have to sort of defeat the evil queen who... Uh, it's it's modern day, who has taken over the island. So you basically fight a series of turn-based tactical sort of battles. So you're moving your guy around. You, you, know, you find new ammo and armor and guns and stuff like that. So it's like a turn-based squad shooter... A bit like XCOM. Is it more like Into the Breach? Uh, no, it's not puzzly. It's it's just you know it's quite a big map. You you know it's like modern style combat. So you've got like shotguns and pistols and, and sniper rifles and things. And um, your guys get their skills leveled up by by fighting and stuff like that. There, there is. I haven't played a game that isn't just set in modern day with pretty basic guns. Like your guys might just start with like a thirty eight revolver, and they're kind of crap. And you have to hire these mercenaries, and sometimes they die, and and all the rest of it. It's um, it's really good. Like I don't know why no one's made a, a game like that. They're always. It's one of those older games that everybody um sort of holds in a really yeah. high high and regard. No one's no one's made a replacement. I, I, yeah, I I feel like this is one of those things for when we do me and Ben do our XCOM streams on Thursdays. We play these old games, and and it's almost every day someone says, "Have you guys ever played Jagged Alliance?" Yeah. And it just it just missed me and. Ben by and I think it must have been because I was at university playing World of Warcraft right and I didn't play anything else for five years it was well before um, that like it's pretty old I'm sure it's on Steam let me have a look if it's on Steam actually it's Jagged Lights 2 gold yes 15 bucks yeah I mean honestly it was I played it so so much um, I'll pick it up and I'll, is, I'll look I'll, it's I'll very finicky this sounds like the exact kind of game we should play on our, on should. our stream so thank you for that top tip that is That's a really right. good tip Man, your your tips were great. I mean, Friday Night Dinner was the one of the funniest comedies. It's I've seen great, in fucking ages. Yeah, it's great. The, only the first two series are on Netflix, but there's two more. Yeah, um, and then there's one more which is airing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've downloaded series three and four, sort of from a legal source <laughs> 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 to watch them because it's a frustrating. Like I feel like. My TV in my lounge obviously has Netflix built in. It has like a Netflix button. And that's literally all I do. Mm. I press the Netflix button. I've never used it for anything else. Mm. It's not got an aerial plugged in. I've not got... I had, I had, I did have a Switch plugged in, but I haven't picked up my Switch since I finished Zelda, which is about... feels like about a year ago now. Um, and I guess like I haven't had a reason to pick up my Switch. But the new Pokemon game oh, has been announced as well. This I know week. everybody's going crazy about this new Pokemon. Now, you, did you? I think we. I think I was a little bit too old for Pokemon as well because Pokemon was really this 
big craze that happened. This conversation we've definitely had a million times over. Yeah, we're all too old. What's your favorite Pokemon, Sips? Oh, it's got to be... Geodude, <laughs> yeah. the best. Oh, it's such oh. dads. Oh man, I feel, I feel, I feel what, the fav- dad. Favorite Pokemon? Yeah, what a is, question. Wh- which God. is the? Uh, I like the one that's called Coughing, and he's just like a cloud of gas with poison on him. I like Coughing and Ghastly. Right. I think there's one called Ghastly. That's, that's ghost it. sort of one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. My eldest absolutely fucking loves Pokemon. She's got a huge collection of Pokemon cards. Duncan often says, "Does your daughter still collect Pokemon cards?" And I say, "Yes," and he gives me like two hundred. Whenever I'm up there, because he's he's got loads. Um, but she 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 bought like a folder. You know those folders with the card protectors, like four to a row. Yeah. And then you turn the page yes. over. And she's, she's put all her Pokemon cards in there in order. And she also she's she's kind of like an entrepreneur when it comes to this kind of stuff. And the funniest thing I'm sure I've mentioned this before. She started collecting match attacks cards, not because she cares about football, because she doesn't. But she knows that the kids at school. The boys will trade Pokemon cards for match attacks cards. So she buys the match attacks cards. She gets me in as an external consultant to tell her which are the good players and which are the high value players. And then she'll trade those for Pokemon cards with, with the other guys. That's and I think pretty smart. That's man. really Holy smart. Shit. Like she's yeah, like, yeah. I don't really care about it, but I know people at school do. So when she goes in with her trading book, which is they do on a Friday, there's like, they all meet up in the playground. There's like, <laughs> it's this, this one area where all these nerdy traders, like my daughter and these other boys are coming oh in sort of, God. oh, I want to trade a coffin for a ghastly, you know, all that kind you of stuff. You turn up and Lewis is there. <laughs> 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 what are you doing here, Lewis? Uh, I'm trading. It's trading day. I'm allowed to bring this in. <laughs> oh my god I, I think there is a certain like kind of nice wholesomeness to around that so yeah. for example one of the things I've got uh, we've we played in the office relatively recently is Star Wars Destiny right and um, we used to go to like these events at the local game store and if you went and played in these sort of tournaments you'd get a little promo card right. that was a, a unique version that you could get by going to these things you could add that to your collection and also you know, you'd end up having too many of one thing and not enough of another thing. And so I would always trade for, and I, I met this guy about five or six years ago who was a Yognor, I think, a, a Magic the Gathering thing. And he had like a folder filled with slivers or whatever, like kind of these weird cards that you don't normally, are a bit dumb, right? And he had, he had, for example, he just collected this, I don't know, Mimi, Mimi crappy card. He just had like folders filled with it, like 500 of them, you know? And I was like, why do you carry around this book of 500 of the same shitty card? And he was just like, I think it's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, it is pretty fucking funny. Uh, and so, you know, he turns up and he's like, do you want to look through my collection? And you, you, pan, you pan through the book and it's like just the same, like fucking, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know, it was called like a, it had a stupid name as well. Like, I don't know. Like, for example, um, he had a bunch of those, the Notches Magic the Gathering card that Notch designed or whatever called like Strip Mine or whatever or like aggressive mining or something like that and it was like a a joke card mm. i don't know so so these kind of things are just they're fun and so for example i did the same thing with um ray staff which is like uh kind of a, a crappy card that everyone was like oh i've got loads of ray staffs so they were kind of joking about it and having way too many of them so i was like oh i'll trade you for them so i ended up collecting about 150 fucking good girl. Ray staff cards and because they come with a dice as well but it's it's just a dumb 
thing to do and it's kind of social to 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 hang out with other people and talk about this this game that you enjoy playing and other yeah. gets people you, gets you a new perspective me everyone you meet has something interesting to say is that true when we were in seattle flex we went to like uh, like a board game restaurant oh yeah yeah these are popular now <laughs> it was really cool so we just like we'd sit down we'd pick a game we'd start playing the game order drinks keep playing the game and then you know the guy would come by and be like hey you guys hungry you ready for food then order some food play the game a bit more the food would come push the game onto the floor and lose our place and <laughs> eat a lot yeah. of food and then and then resume it was really honestly, nice honestly like some of these games though you need a big table yeah it was we so were, good really we were really struggling to get all of these massive plates of cheese sandwiches and stuff yeah inside. we played Catan and we played um what was the train ticket game? to ride ticket to ride that's, we played yeah, that. that's a good a game fun. secret secret hitler we played as well that yeah was that's, fun. that's good there is a game it's like a world war ii or i say there might be a modern day i can't remember what it's called it's one of the most complicated board games ever made right it's a huge map axis and allies millions of counters it's not axis and allies twilight imperium it might be twilight imperium gloomhaven oh uh, two it's, of the most it's set in the modern horrifically day. complicated is twilight games? imperium the one set in on the world no what's that one with the submarine that looked fun but we didn't have enough people a so captain sonar Captain Sonar, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that a tough fun. one. That's that's a crazy mess of a board game. Everyone's like yelling at each other. You do need like a specific number of people, though. So that's quite tricky to do. Yeah. It's like you need Twilight like, Struggle. People. Is it Twilight Struggle? I think it might be Twilight Struggle. It's a Cold War card-driven strategy game. Wow. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of these. I, I was thinking, you know, a lot of these games that that nowadays they're kind of designed to be board games. And bear with me here. They're designed to be board games that you can play in a reasonable amount of time with a reasonable number of players. Yes. But before we had these large multiplayer strategy games that you can play on the computer, you had to make do with board games. Yeah. So you'd have to get your yeah. mates around and you'd have to spend the weekend with like this. Like Risk. Well, no, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking like Risk times a thousand, some of these games. Yeah. Huge. And it was the same level of detail you'd see in something like Civ or Hearts of Iron, but you had to do it with paper. Oh, well, this is exactly where Europa Universalis came from. So Europa yeah. Universalis was a board game, an incredibly complicated, incredibly thick right. board game. And they were like, fuck this. Let's put it into a fucking PC because then we can actually play it. Yeah. Um, and as a result, that's what that was the first Europa. And then obviously it's evolved now to, to the extent where actually we went to ParadoxCon and they're making a board game yes. for each of their things. So they're making a Hearts of Iron game, a Crusader Kings game, wow. a City Skylines game, and a Europa Universalis game. A City Skylines And they're all going to be game. different. They're all being made. We played that one, actually. I'll tell you about it. We all, we all, they're all being made by different people. So they've got different personal group to make each game so they're going to be quite different right which also means the quality might be wildly varying yeah but in in but the european universalist has kind of come full circle because people aren't looking for the same experience in a board game as they used to mm. right a lot of the time nowadays we have video games to complexify and make Ooh. things different so battletech used to be this incredibly complicated complexify board game i'm gonna look that up it's not probably a word um, it's a but, word. But Battletech used to be this this not board game, but but miniatures game that that Ben used to play when he was a kid, and it had all these complicated sheets, and you'd have to roll on the sheet and find out where you got hit on the mech, and it, it became tedious, right? And so when they put certain things into video games, they are much less tedious as a result. And but but because because they the computer does so much of the stuff automatically, 
uh, they found that when they just did a simple translation of Battletech onto a computer, that it wasn't complicated enough. They had to add all this extra stuff. They had to add. They could add terrain. They could add like like um like lots of different abilities, and 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 and, and as a result, like the game became way more complicated because it went to the PC, right? Mm. And so when, they, when they're coming back, they have to simplify it massively, right? And take out a lot of stuff to make it something that you guys can, can learn in 20, 30 minutes and then enjoy teaching to others as well. Because with board games, you're always bringing in someone who's never played it, right? Yeah. Very rarely do I play with exactly the same play group. And so there's always someone who's learning for the first time and you want them to have a good time. Um, so the City Skylines game was designed by this game who's... Did, done a bunch of them actually of board games before and basically it's kind of this game where you you roll two dice um and then you can pick from this series of buildings and you literally just build a building and you're like okay i'm gonna build i'm gonna pick a hotel and you build a hotel and you've got these cards in your hand which say you you get a victory point if there's a hotel next to a mountain so you st- the board the board is kind of this 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 map and if you build a hotel next to a mountain you can then claim that but if someone else has a thing which says, oh yeah, I also have a hotel next to Mountain. They can get a victory point as well. So it's quite kind of quite open. So you're trying to build build this city, but you can move other people's buildings around. You can like you can kind of do small buildings. Um, there's, there's certain things that let you re rezone stuff as well. It's 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 interesting, but mm. but but different um, from the from what what you'd expect. And obviously multiplayer. You know, city skylines. How do you how would you ever do that multiplayer? Mm. Um, it's it's kind of weird to think about that. Yeah, in SimCity, when we played that, remember, feels like it would just like become Monopoly, kind. And of. also, at what point, if you're making a multiplayer board game of City Skylines, are you essentially just making a game that's vaguely a city builder and just has a City Skylines name? Like, it's not going to be anything like City Skylines just because you stick the name I, City Skylines exactly. on it and completely change it. But I understand it because it's like free promotion for the IP of City Skylines. It's like saying, hey, this is City Skylines, the board game. And people go, whoa, but it's not really anything like City Skylines. Yeah. I, I think that that's the case with everything, though. Like the XCOM board game, the Fallout board game, the Doom board game, all of these games are very different, but they're set in the same universe. And there's also, it resonates with the the, the, the setting. That's what it's more like. It's more like you're feeling like mm. you're playing something in the setting, which is an independent thing. And in in order for it not to be crap, it kind of has to diverge quite far away from what you're expecting um, from from or what you know of the way the game plays. Mm. I mean, Monopoly, for example, is a, it, the worst game of all time. And one of the it, it was Whoa. obviously originally Monopoly was originally designed uh, by this woman who wanted to show the perils of capitalism of a monopoly and how bad it was. So, yeah, but but it's evolved over the years and changed. And and the big problem with Monopoly now is that it knocks people out, right? It's not a very good modern board game because because people get knocked out and then what do you do? If you're sat around at a board game, you know, in a restaurant with people, you do you just sit there and watch and knowing that you've lost and, and stewing in that sadness. I say you, know, you think about what you've done and come back stronger. Next time, yeah. Survival of the fittest. Well, exactly, but you know, I, I remember Monopoly being this thing where people would would, you know, have to be forced to leave the table, you know, and kind of be go and sit in the lounge or whatever and watch yeah, TV. Yeah, it's not a then, social experience. Yeah, you know, it's it, awful. it was kind of an anti-social. It was an anti-social board game, Monopoly. It was not a good, positive thing to play at Christmas. And and Scrabble is is also AIDS. Um, just putting that out there. It's boring and, <laughs> wow. and torture. And I hate anagrams. Are, I was never very good at them. Those are, those are strong statements, Lewis. Scrabble, it sucks. These, these are beloved 
board games. I know they are. And there's, there's, but people need to know that, that you don't <laughs> have to play them. No. You can play... There's so many excellent board games. Like, Board Game Geek is a great place to go, but you have to be careful. I mean, pick a board game that doesn't say three to six hours, right? Pick one that says, what, half an hour to an hour, because then, you know, you'll play it with your family and it'll be great. Like, like Code Names is great. Uh, we played a bit of that, didn't we? You know, the, and and all the other ones we've we've played. Yeah, uh, mentioned so far. Ticket to Ride's good mm. and stuff like this. Like, you know, it's Monopoly, they're all risk. easy. Not an <laughs> Jenga. <laughs> one of one of the hungry worst board hippo. Games that's a good of all one. All times. It's hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> I mean, that is not a board game. That's a kid's toy. That's um, how hungry they are. They're double hungry. Yeah, they're super hungry, hungry, hungry hippo. Man, they oh are so God. hungry. And like Buckaroo. Bucker oh, and um and fucking what's the other one? Kerplunk. Kerplunk. Holy shit. Connect four. Oh god, Connect Floor is like the mental home fucking game. It's the, every so <laughs> it's so associated with people in mental homes yeah. playing Connect Four. Well, Checkers, I think, is the one. Is is the mental home game. My my so someone messaged me on Twitter. There's a Kickstarter to remake that game we were talking about one time with the volcano and the lava. And it's on like a an island. There's like a dinosaur and stuff Fireball like that. Fireball Island. Yeah, so they're remaking it. No way. And there's a Kickstarter for it. Yeah. And I was like, oh it wasn't it wasn't very good. Like it we were just talking no. about it. It was just It a was thing one of those played. games where the board and the pieces were really cool the most interesting part yeah, yeah yeah so you got the board game and then you just made up your own games and like made the marble roll down the the thing it was okay what was that one well. do you remember mouse trap where you had yeah to mouse build trap was cool yeah that kind mouse of trap was fun oh fuck it's rubbish though it's not it's a toy it's, it's not awful. a board game it's yeah. a kid's toy yeah, yeah but it was cool back then i liked it yeah yeah i remember being a kid and playing mouse trap and enjoying remember it. the it incredible a... machine the game i don't remember the incre- the Incredible Machine. Oh my God! It's like it's like Mousetrap, but it's a it's a PC game, and you have to like oh yeah yeah you yeah, have yeah. to put like in pulleys and levers, and and you have to like you know you have to hit the chicken at the end of the map, but you have to put in like a whole series of doodads and gadgets and shit, and the marble has to like drop into a bucket. You know they still make Operation. Yeah, like my kids. Yeah, my kids uh, bought Operation for someone's birthday party, but the things that you pull out of them have been modernized. So I guess that's the, like, it's the same game it was in the 50s. What do you mean? I mean, so now you have to pull, like, his iPhone out of his yeah. his ass instead of, like, a bone or whatever it was. So, like, the, the things you take out are slightly different. Well, it's, more, it's more anatomically correct, is that yeah. what you're saying? No, yeah, you no, do, no. Um, right. You can do um, boob jobs and stuff in there now, too. <laughs> Tummy tucks. Yeah, you could do liposuction is, yeah. is the thing you're able to do now. Can you well. do, like, a scrotal lift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do a... Um, you can you can provide your patient with a uh, designer vagina now too in operation. <laughs> Could you give them a vajazzle? Yeah, yeah. So if you have any bits, if your patient has like any weird bits like dangling down from their vagina, you can just sort of like cut them off. I think it's always men though, right? The operation. Yeah, there's no Isn't woman. It? There's no woman, and yeah. there's always some some old dude, some old yeah. white dude. Hey, I was just gonna say from Birmingham, um, an awful lot of people came up to me and and said, Perian. I have a small penis. I was telling Lewis yes. before we started oh, nice. recording. I'm so glad that that started to happen to you because Sips never goes to these events anymore, right? And so, no, he doesn't encounter, he doesn't have these big long signing sessions like I do. And it's just constantly people telling me they have a small penis. Yes. Oh, and it's, God. It's I get it from such time to time. A guy, a, a guy approached me on the street one time. He said, Sips? And I was like, oh, hey, yeah. He's like, man, I've got a small penis. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Good. And you high-fived him. Yeah, I told did, you yeah. about the time a guy did that on a busy train. I was coming back from uh, York down to London, and I was sat chatting to a couple of my friends. Because they usually have, they usually like look to the side, right, yes. and then they whisper it to you. But yeah. he didn't whisper. I it. like that. He did not whisper it. Oh, he right. walked into the carriage. We sat there. It's like the first class carriage because someone else paid for the Ooh, ticket. Yeah, first I know. class I know. Wow. on the train. On the train, he walks up to me. and He goes, uh, "Pyrion, just wanted to say I have a very small penis," and I was like. <laughs> Okay. He was like and, 65 years old. He was, and he just, and that was it. He went, okay, thank And you, you look left at your wife and she just nods um, knowingly. It's like, oh. She would, luckily she wasn't there. But the, the, the people around us were looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy? Is he like a, a dick doctor or something? And he's like, and I, I wanted your number so I could have a, a huge penis. <laughs> yes, we can book you in next week for the re, re-biggening <laughs> operation. A re-beginning. Yeah. I, it used to be big, but I'm getting older and it's shrinking. Uh, I need it to be I need, re-bigged. I need it to be, uh, I, I need, I need it to be re-bigged. ASAP. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like for, for you guys, you know, you've already had your kids, you're married, you're well, settled down. Do you're you, going to say you it need, doesn't matter. Do you need a bigger penis at this point? <laughs> I don't like even it. need a dick at all at this point. <laughs> like, I'm done. Just, just chop it off. It gets in the way all the time. God damn. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, just chat calling to you. Yeah. Play with me. Play with me. I certainly don't need my balls anymore. So, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're done. We can start. We can get the, rid of those, and then they're I mean, they're retired. getting lower and lower anyway. I feel like they're just going to get caught on a fence or something. Oh, and just I know. Be it's gone like, one day. Like an udder down there. It's get tied up in my shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Oh shit. That's that's life. It's the circle of life. Yeah. At, at one point in your life, all you can think about is your dick and your balls, and then at another certain point in your life, you're like. God damn this dick and these balls! Get them out of here. So, do you do they do they still make that fucking game where they've got the hoop and the electrical wire? Oh yeah, they do. Run yeah, the hoop of course, around. of course. I mean, th- I remember that game being terrifying. You can usually buy those like at the counter at a toy store because they're just, you know, they're still trying to. Hey, last minute purchase, go through the snaking queue of like a million toys that you never thought still existed and you, the electric hoop is in there every time. I mean like Slinky, they still make Slinkies even yeah, though they, still they make never slinkies. fucking work those things. No, never. I think you had to have a very specific least set up set of stairs that yeah. was exactly the right one. I don't think I ever found one no. as a kid. No. And it needs to be also the right surface. They never went straight either. If you did no. find the right stairs, they would just sort of curve off yes. and hit the wall. And The holy grail worked. was to find a set of stairs that the Slinky would go from the top to the bottom. Yeah. And it was it was never happened. It always stopped in an awkward place. And mm. you had to like lean up painfully in the middle of the stairs. They've made they've made Jenga bigger. Yeah. Like the blocks are huge now. They still do Twister. It's because all the Twister is still going. It's because all the kids these days, kids these days have such fat hands. The tiny blocks are no good. And they probably could mistake them for food. So I think they make the giant <laughs> Jenga. So they can't eat it. I don't think it. that is it at all. That's a hundred percent. They have like outdoor Jenga, which might, which is obviously big. Yeah, they're like plastic blocks that, you know, like a slight bit of breeze hits it and 
the whole thing falls <laughs> over. So it's kind of bullshit. yeah. Those things are just incredibly unstable. Yeah, it's tough making these towers, man. I, I don't think know. I think the game, the board game Twister, was designed to like oust perverts as well. Oh no, I, it's just full play uh, at a party. It's just if you want to have a gang. It's bang. like an adult sex game. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just like it's like a gateway sex game. Isn't it is it? like a swingers fucking swingers game. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I but if thought. you go to a kid's party and somebody's like. All right, we got Twister. You're like, yep. All right, my kids never come to your house well, again. Well, see, see you, see you next time. Yeah, who is honestly like this? It is just perverse. Yeah. It is very perverted. Yeah, I don't. But there's know why other, any... there's other similar games like Twister though. I think like I think similarly... if you're on a date with somebody though, your first date with somebody, and she's like really hot, and you get back to your place and you're having coffee and stuff, and you bust out the Twister. I think that could well, be no, a no. good lead. No, no. I think you have to have it on the shelf. And then she says, yeah, oh, she you could got be Twister. Like, oh, wow. You like Twister too? And like, <laughs> hell yeah, I do. And then you start playing Twister together. Ooh, That's so hot. Now, the first rule of Twister is that you have to take all of your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I'd want to play nude Twister. God. Oh, especially Again, with those my dangly balls. balls and like... My dick would be all like in the way and stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Place your oh, dangling Christ. balls on the blue circle. Also, I'm a bit older now. Like, it doesn't take much for me to involuntarily fart these days. So, like, <laughs> I think... I <laughs> you going to say, do your back in. put your back out. No, like, oh, something like, it, like, I was in the garden the other day, and um, I squatted down to pick something up. And then it was just like, bleh, like just like the biggest yeah. part, just like yeah. escaped from my ass. I don't think that's. I don't. I. I mean, I'm a. I'm a complete fart master. My God, I'm farting all the fucking. That's because you're an, you're an old man in a young man's body. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if if that is related to age or maybe just diet. I've been eating, I've been trying to eat healthily again. Of lately. course, uh, of course, and yeah. it's tough. It's tough. It sucks. Do you find that you're farting more or less? More, definitely, yeah. when I'm eating, like... So I'm, I'm right, mainly eating only vegetables. Oh, of course. Okay. And as a result, that's... So, yeah, you will I, be I'm farting I'm eating a lot, cabbage though. and lentils, and I seem to be <laughs> farting all the time. That, <laughs> I just can't stop farting. So, what is that? <laughs> what is wrong with my ass? I eat beans and pulses, cabbage and lentils, and I mean, my ass won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It keeps my wife up all night. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was complaining about oh. my bad back, but that was because I was playing Twister all day. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. oh, Anyway, let's um, let's fucking leave it here, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast, everyone. Yeah, thanks. thanks for thanks for joining us on your holiday, P Flax. I hope you have a lovely time on the Essex coast. Oh, thanks for having me. I I, I want to apologise for the audio quality not being. Uh, don't worry not about worse it. Than mine. Don't worry. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. We'll see you all next week. For some more trifles. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye, Bye y'all.